Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well as Christian women. Thanks for coming back for another episode. We're glad you're here. Yes, we are. Navigate some interesting waters in this dating world today. Yes, we are. I guess. (laughs) But first, we want you to know, so today we are going to be talking about just conversations that Bethany and I have been having about dating, singleness, relationships, boys, boys in general, guys, men, whatever, just in our own personal lives because... Yes, we talk a lot on here, obviously, because we have to to keep the podcast going. (laughs) But we do talk about this in real life, too. A lot. (laughs) We have been having some really um, interesting, honest conversations recently. And we felt like they were things that we needed to talk to you guys about. Yeah, they've been kind of like some recurring themes, I guess you could say. So we just thought, you know, maybe maybe other people will be helped by this, too. (laughs) Yes. So, but there was, once we kind of sat down to planet there was a lot yeah to talk about and we're not going to be able to cover it all in this episode unfortunately but the exclusive video that we do for our patrons over on our patreon page that's a lot of p's it's a lot of alliteration (laughs) um the video for the month of november is going to cover what we aren't able to cover today in this Mm -hmm. episode so in order to gain access to that video you can go to our website lookingforthemiddle.com click on the resources tab at the top and you can look through there different options for you to partner with us here at looking for the middle and certain levels of that partnership will give you access to this video so we would love for y'all to yeah do that so you can you know if you like what you hear today go hear more of it here in the next week or two yeah be sure to go do that okay so then let's jump into our question of the day okay before we start talking about all of our personal conversations i know (laughs) how do you like to relax Hmm. poolside oh duh (laughs) why didn't i even think of that of course Uh, give me yeah do you read at the pool? No, nope. I put in my headphones. Okay. And I either listen to a book or a podcast. Mm-hmm. And normally it's that. So not music? Nope. Okay. Mm-mm. Interesting. Yeah. And then I am good. You people watch too a lot. When I you're do. At the pool. Yes. Are you one of those people that puts headphones in and you don't necessarily listen to anything? <laughs> I have done that before. <laughs> okay. If there seem to be really interesting or bizarre conversations going on, yeah. I'll stand there in the pool with my little headphones on and there's not anything playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's all an illusion. That and you just kind of make sure you have like your darkest sunglasses mm-hmm. so that you can, people watch and they can't tell you're looking at them. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's like the perfect Saturday to me. That's your thing. All day by the pool. I'll go grab food and go back and yeah, I am a happy girl. Okay. That sounds nice. It does. We went to the pool the 1st of October here because it was so hot. I know. And then the next day it was like 60 degrees. This was like a hard, fast turn. It was a good, like, I like doing things for the last time when I know it's the last time. Yes. I don't like it when I look back and I'm like, I didn't realize that was the last time. And this is, that sounds silly. We're talking about going to the pool for the summer. But in small and big things, I like knowing this is the last time. So that was a good, like. Final day of the pool. I'm not going anywhere kind of thing. So, yes. yeah. Oh, gosh. What's yours? What is mine? The first thing I thought of was going to get a massage. Um, mm. That's my... I don't do it a lot because it's expensive, but when I do, 
<laughs> it's the greatest thing. <laughs> I will, I'll schedule it like in the afternoon so I can just kind of have a slow day at home and then I go get a massage and then I go get food on my way home and come home and watch a movie. Go straight to bed. And then basically. go to bed. Then <laughs> it's the greatest thing. I just like to, the introvert in me likes to do things where I don't have to talk to people. Yeah. Which sounds so awful, but. No, I just, totally yeah, get that. There are just times I'm like, I just want to be. Mm-hmm by myself and mm-hmm. in my own thoughts and maybe yeah. read a book or do some journaling. And I, totally I have get been it. spending a lot of time on my porch, even though I don't have furniture on it yet, oh, but it's just this is the time peaceful. of year for it. Yes. And yeah. it's cool and leaves are changing and it's pretty. So I like it. That's how I relax. Okay. Okay. So, so let's, let's jump into all the things that we've been talking about. Yeah. And so I know this probably seems pretty random to you guys. So let's mm-hmm. explain ourselves a little yes, bit. Why are we doing this? So, as you guys know, and we're not trying to just be like teases, but we both went through breakups over the summer, mm-hmm. and we are, we have an episode in the next probably couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, I think it's next, the next few, few weeks. weeks. It's in November. We're going to do a whole episode on breakups and heartbreak and walking through that and all that stuff. But because of that, we've had a lot of conversations in the past few months that are like, one of us will say to the other, like, hey, we talk about this on the podcast. Like, we've got a practice what we preach Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term now and it's kind of a rubber meets the road kind of thing like okay we say these things all the time but what are we really going to believe and what are we really going to do when it comes down to it and we find ourselves in these situations so we've just had a ton of conversations about a ton of different things kind of revolving around that and things we've struggled with and things we've you know dealt with and wrestled with and so we wanted to just kind of throw that out there for you guys and maybe some of this will be helpful for y'all too yeah and then with that we've both kind of finally come to a place now months later where we're thinking okay maybe we are ready to start dating again and so with that in mind that brings a whole different set of conversations (laughs) because you're like oh my gosh I am jumping back into something yeah am I ready for this well isn't it funny like we sit here we talk about dating and boys for hours a week like for this yeah and then when it comes down to it I'm like oh my word what do I say? What do I text him? What? Yes. I, I don't know what to do. He said this, and I, well, I don't I have no idea what to do. Yeah. And it's like, we should know what to do, right? Yes, we should. <laughs> I feel like we should. Maybe it's a good thing that we don't. Make but this we don't. <laughs> but, and that was part of the reason, too, we wanted to do this episode is we want y'all to know, even though we have a podcast on this, like, we do not know all the answers. And no. we don't have it all together. And we still wrestle with a lot of the topics that we talk about on this podcast. And we wanted to be transparent about that and not mm-hmm. just think, oh, I went through this one time, so we're going to talk about it on an episode, and then I'm never going to struggle with it again. Like, no, that's no. not the case at all, as you will see as we keep talking. Yeah. But also, tip, mm-hmm. if you don't want to be held accountable for, you know, things you've said about certain things and f- taking your own advice, don't record it. And- <laughs> put it out there to where anyone could go back and listen and say, hey, you said this, now you have to do it. It's like, oh, man. I literally sent Bethany an episode this morning. I was like, I need she you to go did. listen to this and then tell me your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I I texted her back. I was like, okay, I listened to it. You can call me and lecture me about whatever you wanted to lecture me about now. Or don't. It's fine if you don't want <laughs> yes. to. I was like, oh, I am definitely calling back. I got a lecture. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So we have to remind each other just as much as we talk to y'all yes about this so and one of the reasons we have to do that is neither of us are very patient people definitely not and that's the first thing that we both agreed should be at the top of this <laughs> did list. not just think about it at all no is just 
we've talked so much about patience and I literally wrote in the notes in all caps, this is so freaking hard <laughs> because I'm like, I don't really know what else to say about yeah. patience, but you would think of, I could name you a, so many ways that God has tried to teach me patience over the years. And I definitely feel like I've grown, but I still have a very long way to yeah. go. You think I'd be a master at it at this point, but being patient can take so many forms too. I feel like, especially yeah. in the context of relationships that you can learn in a bunch of different ways. I feel like we're doing that. Yeah. I mean, there's being patient when there is like someone on the horizon or you have a prospect and you're just kind of waiting for things to develop is one thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's being patient when there's absolutely no one in sight. Mm-hmm. Those are two very different types of patience, I guess you could say. Yeah. Which one do you think is harder? <sighs> I put I, myself that I had to ask this question, not answer it. <laughs> you do so have to answer it. That's how, that is one of our rules here. Um, yes. Don't ask a question you're not willing to answer. That's true. I honestly don't know. I don't Whichever either. one I'm currently doing. Yeah. That's the harder one. <laughs> that's so true. So. Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like I'm at a place where I'm like, I don't know of a single person that I would be like, oh, I want to date him. Anybody that I know personally. And just the thought of like, okay, Lord, you're literally going to have to bring him out of the woodwork here because that, there's just not even, oh, yeah. maybe him or maybe this guy or whatever. But then when there is somebody and it's not moving forward, then you're like, okay, Lord, any day now, like tapping your watch. Right. Like, it's like, why is this here if it's not going to go anywhere? Right. And it's or like, what's oh, the point? Wait. If it is going to go somewhere, why is it stalling out? Now? Mm, yes. That's a good point. So, yeah, I think you're right. Maybe just whatever one you're in is the most difficult. I think so. Because they both suck. That's, that's yes. basically <laughs> Yes. But it's worth it. Yes, and, it is. Leave it to Bethany and, to be the, po like oh, the positive one in this point. Now, hold on. <laughs> <sighs> Let's just hold up a second. I'm saying, this is a place where I'm saying what I know to be true. I am not saying what I always do. Mm. And I can say that with a lot of confidence because you have literally had to be like, quit being an idiot several times over the past couple of months, just with regards to my patience levels. Mm -hmm. So you just have to remember that just because you don't currently see an end in sight doesn't mean there isn't one and it doesn't mean God doesn't see it. So this patience comes back to as so many things do. What do you truly believe about God and who he says he is? Mm, yeah. Well, and... A wise woman once told me that the best lessons are never the easiest to learn, but yeah. they're the ones that stick with you. I was actually journaling about this, oddly enough, the other day where the temptation we have to pay more attention to our feelings than what we know to be true mm -hmm. and what God's word says is true. And it can be so easy for us to say things like, Lord, I know you say that you work all things together for good, but this doesn't feel good right now. Mm -hmm. But instead you can flip it and say, you know what, this doesn't feel good right now, but I know that you work all things mm -hmm. together for good. And just putting the emphasis on what you know is true, whether it feels true or not, what you know is true and what you believe is true. And what God's word says is true versus what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to make the difference here. Oh, totally. And I think you have to shift your mindset to realize that patience doesn't always pay off by you getting what you want or what you were waiting for. Instead, the payoff of your patience is learning to just be still and trust in the Lord and know and more and more tangible way that his timing and his, like you said, what he's working for good is always the best good 
Mm. It's not just a passable good. It's the best good for you, even if it doesn't feel like it, like you said. Uh, And so we just said a whole lot of things there that are true and it's right and it sounds all wonderful but we have been seriously back and forth with each other the Mm -hmm. past couple of months of just like okay you know this you know this is true speak truth to yourself tell yourself what's true even if it doesn't feel like it you know and there's an empathy to I hate that you're feeling this way right now but that doesn't give you license to disregard truth Mm -hmm. well and I can't stress enough either the importance of having community around this. I told Bethany the other day, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm doing this with you, (laughs) this podcast (laughs) and having these conversations and all this stuff because we're, whenever I'm on a ledge, she's talking me down. When she's on a ledge, I'm talking her down. So far we haven't been out there together. Yes. Which is If that happens, we'll call Melanie and Lindsay. (laughs) And be like, help us. Help us. (laughs) Um, But just... I really, really, really would encourage you, especially if you find yourself asking these same questions or having these same conversations, you know, really lean into the godly people in your life to process this with you and to point you to what you know is true, especially like we've been saying when you're just like, oh, this sucks and I hate this and (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore and can I not just marry Dansby Swanson and call it a day? (laughs) So... Hey, that's two yes. episodes in a row you've talked about dance me. Yay! Maybe I'll start making it a tradition. It'll okay. Be like one of those, Ooh. like, how can I work him into every episode? Okay. That's Challenge accepted. Yes. Okay. That's hilarious. Yes. Moving on. Okay. So, another area that we've talked about a lot, and this isn't necessarily dating specific, it can be, mm-hmm. but we have talked a lot about extending grace, even when you don't want to, which I think is probably a lot of the times because when you're showing grace to someone you're showing kindness and favor that they don't deserve and so it's in our human state a lot of times when you're showing grace to someone it's even when you don't want to Mm -hmm. so we've talked about that a lot and just being understanding of other people's perspectives and then also realizing that just because people are different or they have a different perspective or different opinion or just a different viewpoint from you doesn't necessarily mean one of you is wrong. There can be two approaches to things. There can be two different takes on things. There can be two different ways of doing things. And if we're not talking about a scriptural issue, if it's a preferential thing, then there can be two ways of viewing things. It doesn't always have to be that it's your way or the highway. And whether it's talking about patience, like we said, or timing, which we're going to get to later, just because something's not your timing doesn't mean you can be rude and not gracious to people, even if you might want to. (laughs) And then a huge part of that too is assuming the best of other people, because you know that just because they're differing from you or they're, people are going to be different from you. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I really have to take to heart because I am a pretty opinionated and strong-willed person. Would you say that's an accurate... I would say so. ...description of me? (laughs) And so I can very easily just think that, well, my way of thinking about things just makes sense, and why would anyone want to do something differently than the way I think they should? And so then that easily, if left unchecked, translates into, well, if someone's doing something or saying something or think something different from me, then they're doing it as a personal attack on me. Like, Mm -hmm. they're trying to 
get at me for something and you are not assuming the best of that person and I hate to break it to you and I break it to myself, you're not that important that they're going to spend that much time trying to do that. And so I t- I'm like, Bethany, nobody cares. It's not a big deal. And so just working on extending grace and assuming the best in general is something that I have to work on. But then it also translates into the dating realm too, I think. I think so too, because this is where it gets down to the nitty gritty of, you know, when you talk about the difference between how guys and girls approach things within dating, you know, guys communicate differently than girls do. Guys approach relationships differently. They process things differently. They have different methodology. They may think they've figured out exactly what you want and it's the furthest thing from what you want. But again, that's where this grace comes in. My pastor talks about the difference between trust and suspicion. He's like the what you place in the gap between trusting someone and being suspicious of them is so important because if you're like Bethany said, assuming the best, even if they do screw up or they do hurt you, you're assuming the best. You are giving them the benefit of the doubt. Whereas they may actually be thinking through things in a valid way. But if you're just immediately suspicious that, Oh my gosh, well they just must be wanting to drive me crazy or they just must be, totally oblivious at how they're making me feel or, you know, X, Y, Z. And if you've decided that about someone, every little thing they do is going to fit right into what you've already decided. It's like we talk about, you know, y'all know we're like true crime podcast, weird junkie people. So we talk when we're like analyzing episodes and who, who done it. Yes. We're talking, you talk a lot about in police work, you go into a case, you go into a crime scene And you take in all of the evidence and then you go where the evidence tells you. You don't go in and decide, oh, I bet this person did it. And then look for things to make that the case because then you'll find it. And you'll make everything fit into that. Wrongly convicted. Exactly. So you don't want to go around wrongly convicting your boyfriend about every little thing because you've already decided he's trying to annoy you. Mm -hmm. Because most of the time he's not. You just have to really think about he communicates differently. He thinks about things differently. His approach to relationships is different because your roles in the relationship are different. He's thinking about different things more than you are because of your different roles within a relationship even. And so extend grace, give the benefit of the doubt, be understanding, assume the best. It's going to take you a lot further and give you a lot more peace. Sure. As you are trying to navigate dating and relationships because they're hard enough on their own right. when you are assuming the best about somebody. <laughs> so when you get so to the true. point where you're looking for things to go wrong or to be wrong or to be hurtful, it makes it worse than it has to be. Oh, it totally does. And I think that's more on you than the other person. Oh, completely. Like that's a you issue. That's not a they need to fix stuff issue. I completely agree. Okay. So our next thing we've talked about a lot here is a little bit lighter of a topic. <laughs> so we've gone back and forth. Y'all know we're big proponents of online dating. We recommend it. Yes. We have done tons of resources on our Patreon about that very specific thing. I've had success. I think, well, have we both had success? No, I have not. You haven't ever dated. Okay. I've had success with online dating. I recommend it to people. However, it's not always the right answer at every juncture in your life. And so we've both had some conversations lately for, we'll just be totally transparent here. I texted Kristen probably about two or three weeks ago. And I was like, hmm, just really cute pilot on Hinge 
who's messaging me? He wants to talk to me. I need you to talk me out of it. I don't know that it's a good idea. I hadn't messaged him. That's my, that was my text to Kristen. And I kid you not, it probably had not been 60 seconds. My phone was ringing. (laughs) I just picked answer. I hit answer and I didn't say a word. And she proceeded to tell me all of the reasons why it was a bad idea that I knew. I knew it was a bad idea, but I was in one of those places of not being patient and I needed someone to talk me off the ledge. And so she did, but that's something we've talked about a lot because then the pendulum swung the other way. (laughs) And the next week, (laughs) I'm like, Bethany, I know it's 1030 on a Friday night, but I really want to download Hinge. What should I do? She's like, "Mm, probably not. I was like, there's this girl on this podcast. And I heard her say one time that you should never download a dating app at 1030 on a Friday night. I'm like, I'm pretty sure those are her exact words, actually. So I may have said that once or twice. (laughs) Yes. My rule is if you want to download it on a Friday night, wait until Tuesday at lunch. And if you still want to, then maybe. And she was right, because by the time the next Tuesday rolled around after I had had my little meltdown, I was like, the pilot? Who? Yeah. Yeah. Who was I talking about? Anyway. Yeah, seriously, I've honestly, y'all, I have really been struggling with this one because this is one of those instances where I'm really being challenged to practice what I preach because how many times have we talked about online dating? And my criteria that I tell people is, one, if you are at a place where you're not really meeting anybody and you don't, you want to put yourself in a place where you can meet people, then I think it's a good option. And two, if you're not at a place where you feel like you're just trying to make something happen because you're tired of being alone. Yeah. Which that one I'm a little iffy on <laughs> personally of where I'm at. You're certainly not meeting anyone right now. No. That's for sure. And, and then, yeah. Yeah, because I've just started a new job. I work with like six other people and there's one other girl who's single and then five middle-aged married men. So there's the... The dating pool at work is non-existent. Yeah, it's just literally non-existent. So Start breaking stuff so people have to, like, come fix it. And maybe they'll be like, oh, oh the computer guy is cute. Or the yeah. AC guy is cute. Or well, maybe. I don't know. We'll just I mean, start, get like, expensive, knocking but... holes in the wall. <laughs> like, is the sheetrock guy attractive? Like, what does this look like? But no, so I'm not meeting anybody. I have, you know, everybody seems... Like, they are on dating apps right now. My And doesn't it always seem like it works for everyone else? Okay, yes. So, <laughs> one of the girls, um, I grew up with her. Our moms have known each other for years. She just got married last month. Okay. Met the guy on Hinge. Half her bridesmaids, their boyfriends, they all met on Hinge. So, my mom, of course, was telling me all about this. My mom is a very big proponent of online dating. And what was funny is the girl who got married posted today on her Instagram um, a year ago today, she posted this picture of her with a tractor, and her caption had been like, you can catch me on Farmers Only. Ha, oh, ha. my word. She met Mark, her husband, the next week You're on Hinge. you kidding me. No. And now they're married. That's funny. So, you just... So, I'm like, okay, well, clearly it's it works, and not that I didn't think it did yeah. before, but you're seeing all of this. I have my mom, who is ever so lovingly encouraging me to get online. <laughs> But I do really still struggle with being very transparent with y'all. One, am I not trusting the Lord and trying to make something happen here? Where is my heart in this? Mm -hmm. And two, the hopeless romantic in me wants to be able to say, we met at a Christmas party and we locked eyes across the room and it's (laughs) 
you know, been history ever since. Yeah. Not, we both liked each other's pictures on a dating app. You locked eyes across the screen. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> the then 24 hours later, he did too. <laughs> but I did read something really cool because after I decided at 1030 on Friday night not to download the app, I Googled, is online dating not trusting God? And then I found, <laughs> that's where my mind was at. And But I found this um, blog post from Stephanie Mae Wilson, oh, uh-huh. who we have talked about on here before. And she did a whole blog post about this whole topic about online dating and how it fits in with being a Christian and all of that. And she said, these are not dating apps. They're introductory apps or introduction apps. Mm -hmm. They get people to meet people and then you start dating. But she was like, don't think that your story isn't less wonderful or cute or romantic Mm -hmm. or whatever, just because it's through this particular medium. Yeah. Well, and you and I've talked about that. I think you were telling me about the post and I was like, yeah, I mean, the last guy I dated that I met online, you very quickly not forget that you met online, but they're a real person then. And so it's not any different than if you'd met him at the grocery store or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know? And so you just have to maybe get over a mental block there. Mm -hmm. But I would say too, and I... I was talking with someone not too long ago about this very thing of like, okay, I'm not sure about getting online because they were like, I don't know if I'm trying to take this into my own control. And I said, Mm -hmm. there are people who will say that online dating inherently is not trusting the Lord. I disagree with that. I think it's just another way the Lord uses to introduce people like Mm -hmm. she was saying. But I think if you're going into it with the mindset being, well, I'm just going to get this all worked out myself, then that's a hard issue. And you're not trusting the Lord, but I think you can do that just as much in another realm other than online too. You can do that Mm -hmm. just as much, whether it's some guy at church or some guy at the office that you're just constantly trying to make something happen. Right. It doesn't have to be online specific, I guess, is what I was meaning. That's true. And so I'm really, that's why I've been talking to Bethany so much about (laughs) it, because I'm trying to figure out, okay, where do I fall on that spectrum? Am I at a place where I truly am just not meeting anybody and I think this is a good next step? Or am I just wanting to be in a relationship and this, I think, is my quickest way because I don't have a prospect right now. So well, and I would say too, and I have not said this to you yet. I just oh, thought of it. Okay. Lay it on Live <laughs> advice, people. In your evaluations of these things, do you find yourself trying to talk yourself out of it or trying to talk yourself into it? Because I think that could be a huge indicator as to whether or not you're ready or in a good place to do that. You can think on that and we'll talk later. Yes. But I would pose okay. the same question to yes. you out there in listener land. <laughs> If you're on the fence, but you're trying to talk yourself out of it, there's your answer. And same thing the other way. Mm -hmm. If you're on the fence, but you're trying to talk yourself into it, then I think it's worth exploring a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. I'll ponder on that. Maybe we'll include that in the video too. My answer. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. We'll put that in the video. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Next topic. The next one that's come up, this one's been more recent. I almost said more recent-er. That's not good English. Um, as we've talked about, like, okay, as you're thinking about the potential of a new relationship, the doubts start to creep in. Depending on how or why your last relationship or your last couple of relationships ended, you start to think, well, especially if it was for similar reasons, you start to say, well, what if the next relationship is like the last relationship? What if the next guy does the same thing as the last guy? Or... Maybe you're the one that broke up with him. And it's like, well, what if this ends the same way as the last one? And you kind of have this internal battle and it 
kind of, I don't know, insecurities may come up, but it kind of just is in the back of your head and can make you a little bit hesitant or fearful, partially just because it's unknown. You don't know. Yeah. So I feel like the reward has to outweigh the risk in your mind before you're willing mm -hmm. to move forward. You have to, because you'll have the thought, I mean, oh my gosh, what if I get hurt again? Yeah. Like I just got crushed. Mm -hmm. So I'm setting myself up for that to happen again, but is it worth it for me to risk that? You have to get to that point. And I, one thing I struggle with is I have this thought, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not dating anyone now. No one's wanting to date me. The last guy, that didn't work out. And so I'm like, well, what if, what if there really is something quote unquote wrong with me and just no one will tell me? Because I mean, I've asked you, I've asked other people, I've said, look, I'm not looking for like, I'm not trying to be pitied. I'm not looking for fishing for compliments. I'm legitimately saying, is there something that I am exhibiting that would be a huge deterrent or it would be something that is very much a turnoff or whatever? And I'm like, I want you to tell me because I want to work on it. And I think that's a valuable question to mm-hmm. ask, not from a place of you just want people to tell you, oh no, you're wonderful. You're so I, great. Have people in your life that you can legitimately say, hey, tell me what those things are, because then they will. I mean, you've told me and we've talked about stuff. I'm like, oh, that's true. You know, ask yourself those tough questions. But yeah, you have to get to that place where the reward yeah, outweighs the risk. Yeah. If you're not careful, your insecurities can really overwhelm you here mm-hmm. if you get too bogged down by this question, because... That's something I've been wrestling with because you start to think, okay, well, what if the next guy doesn't like me for the same reason the last guy didn't or... And it's not something I can fix. Yeah. Like, like this is just me. Right. And I saw this Instagram quote the other day, which I know is, you know, so hey, cheesy. No, but, it's good. Um, She, I'm going to butcher it, but she basically said, who you are won't be enough for the wrong person. But I guess, or the best of you will never be good enough for the wrong person, but the worst of you will never be enough to chase the right person away. That's true. And I was like, dang. Yeah. That's so good. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've even thought about like my parents. I'm like, I've seen the best and worst of my parents, obviously, because I've lived <laughs> around them my entire <laughs> life. They've seen way more than I have probably mm-hmm. because they're married and they interact completely differently than I do <laughs> <laughs> with them. But just the fact that... They've been married for over 30 years. And I truly believe there is nothing that my mom could do to make my dad want to leave and vice versa. Like Mm -hmm. they are so committed because they know, I mean, they made this commitment obviously, but they want to be with each other for the rest of their lives. And just the thought of, okay, you know what? When it is the right guy, even when I am literally at my worst, he's gonna be like, you know what? I still want to be with you. Yeah. And you think about like, I know that sounds so cliche and sometimes impossible to believe <laughs> but you think about your friends i mean yeah my really close friends I'm like we could get in a fight or we could do something that would really bug each other or you could be in a really awful mood or i could be in a really terrible we're not gonna stop being friends right it's gonna we have to work through it but i'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna be friends with bethany anymore she yeah. just, I don't know. <laughs> no you wouldn't do that and that will translate into a relationship mm-hmm. eventually yeah and i think it goes back to what you were saying earlier When those insecurities start to like creep in, you have to go to what you know to be true, not what feels true in the moment Mm -hmm. and, you know, move forward with that. But it's not easy. No. There's all the second guessing and the overthinking and the overanalyzing and that everything else, whether it's overanalyzing what just happened with a breakup or overanalyzing what is upcoming with a new guy. Mm -hmm. There's 
a lot of that that happens. And so you've just got to be in a place where, yeah, you're looking at the truth about yourself, about relationships in general, about how you should act, and then let the rest work itself out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But we're with you. We get it. Yes. It's not, it's not easy. Okay, so a couple other, these won't be as long and deep and <laughs> bearing soul worthy. One thing, I'm not going to speak for Bethany on this one, because I think this may be specific to me, <laughs> but I had the thought the other day of, do I even want to date anybody right now? Because I have a lot coming up in the next two months, and there are things that I I want to be able to do all these things. Yeah, that's specific to you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. And so if I started dating somebody right now, not if I do start dating somebody right now, I'm not going to complain. But that's going to change the way my next couple months looks. And I've got all these really fun things lined up. And so do I even want to? That's another question I'm asking myself as I'm thinking, should I download Hinge? You know, is this a good time? Or do I wait till January? And not only because... I want to go do all these things, but I want to be present as I do these things. One of our really good friends, Stephanie, responded to um, our Instagram story when we asked about the perks of being single a few weeks ago. And I love, she gave like 18 answers that were quite (laughs) funny, but she said one of the things she loves about being single is that she gets to be more fully present where you are at the present moment, not rushing to get home or to answer a phone call or answer a text, just being in the moment with others without being afraid to offend the guy you're dating for quote unquote ignoring them for a while. And that's so true because Mm -hmm. I've thought about either if he is with me while I'm doing these things, I'm so enthralled with him and (laughs) is he having a good time and are we good and this is going to be great and let's, you know, get a picture that I'm not fully soaking this in with everybody else. Not that that, you know, that comes with being in a relationship, but there's that. Or if he's not there, I'm excited about getting home and talking to him on the phone or texting him or I'm missing him when I'm not able to talk to him. And these are all things to consider Yeah. as I'm going into the next couple of very busy months. So I've just been trying to process all of that and yeah. be yeah, honest with myself. Yeah. And we've talked about that. I will say... <laughs> I think you must just have a lot more fun things planned than I do because <laughs> that hadn't really <laughs> I had a factored in list for me. For November the other day, I was like, "Man, this could be a great month." I'm like, "No, I got time." Yeah, <laughs> Bethany's good, so that's where we differ. But that was, and I think that's okay. And I, when I was telling Bethany this when we were planning, and I'm like, I feel kind of selfish saying this, and she's like, "Kristen, that's not selfish. That's being aware, right, of where you're at and." you're taking advantage of the season that you're in. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And speaking of seasons, oh, we're yes. going into the holiday season and that's part of me. I'm like, I wasn't, I, I wasn't planning to be single Mm-mm. over the holidays. And so I'm like, so if I could avoid that, yeah, that would be great. That'd be nice. Um, but no, very for real. Frequent conversation. Something we've talked about is, yeah, okay. It's good grief. It's practically the end of October. Holy crap. Like where has the time gone? I so, but for real, going into the holidays, single, Currently, when you thought that wouldn't be the case this year. It's not fun. That's not a fun place to be. No. Uh, and we'll, so we keep, I know we keep teasing this episode. The heartbreak episode is coming, people. We are going to talk about this. <laughs> we just needed a little time. Yeah, but these relationships we were in earlier this year were serious. And we were both banking on having these guys with us at Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and what on and on and on on. (laughs) exactly and so obviously that's not the case anymore right so your whole I mean like you said the whole holiday season 
looks completely different. It is. You have to like totally reshape that. And I think that's a harder thing to accept the closer you get of realizing, oh, this is going to look totally different than I thought. I don't think you realize how much you've set those expectations Mm -hmm. until you're like, oh, like at least for me, I didn't even realize I had thought about it that much until I'm like, wow, this is going to look totally different. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. You just have to take the time to think through, like we were talking about before, this is for my good. This is for, you know, everyone's good, the situation, even if it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And we were talking, what was it, last episode, two episodes ago about, you know, one of the biggest things that you get antsy about in a relationship is how are you going to spend the holidays and like splitting time. <laughs> and I, so I'm be, not trying to be like cliche, but embrace it then. Yeah. You know, instead of sitting here thinking, oh my word, I'm alone for the holidays, say, okay, here's another holiday season that I get to spend the whole time with my family, doing all the traditions that we always do and do everything just how I want to and enjoy that. Yeah, you're exactly right. As hard as some of these topics are, there is good to be found in all of them. Totally. So if you, some you have to look harder than others, but <laughs> it's there. So yeah. don't get too discouraged and think, this is a dead end and this is terrible for all of these. There is hope to be found in each one of yeah. these scenarios and just parts of life that you have to go through. So the last thing that we've been talking about really is a just a culmination of everything we just talked about. Yeah. And is, this one isn't even like just now. Oh, no. We talk about this. All the time. Constantly. Regardless of, <laughs> regardless of whether... <laughs> There's a boy in the picture or not, or the prospect of one or not, like or whether it even has whether to it do even has dating or exactly. not. Exactly, this is just something that comes up over and over. So yeah, and that thing is timing and yeah. your timing versus God's timing. Which I don't know about you, but rarely does that ever line up for me. <laughs> <laughs> which and unfortunately, you're always the one that's in the wrong there. Exactly, <laughs> and you know you have to figure out okay, how do I balance? Knowing that God's timing is perfect, but then also coming to grips with the fact that the plans and the timing that I had in my mind are not going to happen. So I'm, what, Bethany? What do I do? (laughs) Help me. Help our listeners. I I think for me, this always comes back to, and I feel like whenever these timing things are not what I hoped they would be, whether it's dating or otherwise, I feel like it's always a way of the Lord just like testing me and say, hey... Who do, you, who do you really think has control of your life? And huh, unfortunately, 9.78 times out of 10, it would seem, I somehow think I have control of my life. And I don't. And I don't, I don't learn that lesson well. I, I want to have control over every little detail. And I want to be the one saying this is going to happen here. And then this will happen. And then this will happen at this time. And then this much later, this happens. And it all works out perfectly in my head. But I'm not the God of my little universe. So it's God's way of saying, hey, don't forget I'm in control. And there's such a grace in that. He doesn't have to do that. He's in control whether I stop and think about it or not. And even though like we've talked about so much, it doesn't feel good in the moment, but stopping and saying, thank you for showing me that. Like that's where the good comes out. As we're talking about good comes from all situations, even if it doesn't feel good. It is for your good that you realize that God is in control and you acknowledge that and you submit to that. Even if your plan would have worked out perfectly (laughs) in your head, if all the other people would have just done what you wanted them to do or say or whatever. And so that's one of the biggest things for me with timing is it's always just God's way of saying, Hey, 
this may not look like what you wanted it to, but I'm still in control. I'm still on the throne. I am good and I am sufficient for whatever you have to deal with. And I was just talking to someone after church last week and our pastor had talked about, he, she was like, did you hear that line? It was so good. And he said that interacting with, I'm going to, I'm going to get the gist of interacting with God's truth from truth from a distance is deadly. Mm. And I think this is a place where you can get up close and personal and really dig into God's truth and say, you're in control, not me. Your timing is better than mine. Your ways are higher than mine. And realizing, he said too in the same sermon, that in all of our deficiencies, he is sufficient. So whether it's deficiency of not being able to see all of the pieces that are at work in a situation or a deficiency of saying, you think you know better than God, which really when you're trying to take control from him and control timing of something, that's what you're saying. Now, we don't want to say that's what we're saying because that doesn't sound very nice. (laughs) And we don't want to admit that, oh, I do think I know more than God, but I do so often. And so whether the timing of your life lined up with how you thought it would perfectly or not, God is using that to refine you and to remind you that he's in control. And I think that's the biggest thing I take away from these conversations is, oh, yeah, I'm not the one in control. Mm -hmm. I would be very confident in wagering the fact that most people have had more than one instance where life hasn't gone according to their timing. I think so. And so I think it's super helpful to look back and see, okay, this is something that didn't go according to my plan and my timing, but look how it turned out. Right. I never would have imagined that. Yes. I would have never thought I wanted that or Mm -hmm. needed that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just being able to look back on God's goodness and faithfulness and how he's proven himself trustworthy, even though he doesn't have to. Right. But he chooses to, Mm -hmm. to appease our human limited mindedness. (laughs) Yes. And so, like you said, gracious of him, I would encourage you, you know, think back on times where, you know what, this didn't go the way I thought it would, but look at how God worked it out. Mm -hmm. And that will just fuel your trust more in the current situation when your dating life or your career or your fill in the blank isn't going according to your timetable. Yep. So, and we say that to you with a lot of confidence. Yes. Because we know it to be true, but trust me, there are times on a fairly regular basis when one of us is calling the other saying, basically saying, I need you to tell me that Mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel true. I don't want it to be true. I want what I want. Yeah. And that's why God gives you friends. Yes. So they can exactly. push you along that journey of sanctification. Exactly. Kicking and screaming the whole way Kicking sometimes. and screaming. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Okay. Well, guys, we just unloaded on y'all. But we hope that, one, this has been encouraging just in general, but two, that you feel um, some empathy and come to the realization that you are not alone and that we don't no. have it all figured out we, despite the fact that we're the ones with the microphone somehow. Yeah, that's something that's really important to us. Yeah. Is we don't want to sound like experts talking at you. Mm-mm. We want to be friends and comrades in the trenches with you mm-hmm. fighting those same fights that you are. Yeah. So feel free to reach out if you have a question or need help or you just need someone to tell you to keep going Mm -hmm. we are there for you (laughs) we are for sure yes so we will be back on friday with another couch cast but until then i'm Kristen, and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle Mm -hmm.